Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of Hard Knocks UT. Um, got some got some news for the pod. Uh, Michael has decided to close out his time on the pod. Um, Hard Knocks UT will now be a Tennessee only podcast. Be looking for uh, some new graphics to come out. Um, had a good time with Michael. He's just got some other stuff going on. So for the for the next couple of weeks. We'll keep doing some form of this till we add some some permanent fixtures. Some of these guys are getting pretty permanent as it is. Um, be on the lookout for some big things coming from the ATB Vols page. We've got a lot in the works right now. A lot of big things coming, so be on the lookout. For now, task at hand. Want to go around the room and get one thing that everybody liked from the 41-34 loss we took to Pitt. Uh, so uh, this is this is tough to find something positive. <laughs> um, so we had we had a fast start. Uh, really good, really good start. I remember past coaches we've had issues, kind of getting our guys up a little bit. It was a noon game. Um, sometimes you don't know what you're going to get when you, when you, when you throw out the noon, the noon time, um, the fast start, that's all, that's all really positive I got. I mean, uh, there was a lot of penalties. Um, we blew a lead turnovers, um, attendance was bad. I'm just going to go with, it was a fast start. That's all I got. I'm going to be negative Nancy today. So, uh, I'll just pass it off to the next one. Okay, so everyone that knows me knows uh, I'm a pretty positive fan. Um, so I am going to backpack off of Leland for a little bit and agree that the penalties were a killer. That was horrendous. But one positive that I took amongst a lot of positives was we haven't seen a team in orange and white play that hard in I can't tell you how long. There was never a chance, like, there was not, not one time in the game where I thought we were out of it. We were always in the game because of how hard they were playing. They never gave up, and I love that. As someone who's been through it all with this team, it's really refreshing to see that. Um. So one of my favorite things that, like, I felt like they kind of got an A-plus with special teams um first block punt in two years that was actually successful and found that that was like a really good thing I also agree that they did not give up um and they did you know they didn't lack energy they started to go when they took the field but my number one thing was the special teams I thought they did a great job out of out of the whole day, I would pick that as my favorite unit on the field. Mm -hmm. My biggest positive is that uh, Joe Milton didn't hit my fucking car in the parking lot with one of his uh, footballs. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's that's genuinely my positive. The next person can go. The Arval. <laughs> Well, congrats on that, Paul. Uh, I'm going to bounce off low. That's what I had written down. Special teams. They, you know, they, what is it? Uh, remember the Titans? Attitude reflects leadership. And my I love him. He's my favorite coach on staff. And I, I think they really uh, reflected their coach on that. Other than that, that's really the only positive thing I've got. I get, well, I know he got hurt, but it was nice to see – hang with the quarterback again I know he got hurt but it was nice to see the backup go in because we God knows we haven't seen that in a long time and it was good to see JG not in there so that's my number one positive <laughs> all right Brent you got anything oh yeah I guess uh where most of you maybe lean toward the negative I'm on the positive side so I thought it was a great game uh Although we did give it away, should have came out with the victory. Um, what I liked is in the first game against Bowling Green, uh, they went zoned and dared us to throw it. 
and uh, we took what they gave us and ran it on them. Uh, Pitt, which is a good defense, and uh, I think they even led the nation last year in tackles for loss. Uh, I like that our receivers were able to get off the line of scrimmage and beat that press coverage. Now, granted, we didn't hit them, but they were torching them DBs all game long. And mm -hmm. uh, so, and I also like that whether it was Milton or uh, Hooker, we moved the ball. Uh, so uh, I think there's a lot to build on. And uh, so let's go Vols. Brad, you got anything, one thing you like that you saw? Like? Uh, I mean, I got a bunch actually. Um, just one thing though. Uh, your your biggest. You you can get, you can list okay. a you can list um, a couple. Just don't defense. take mine. I think defense played a big role in the first half, especially the first quarter. I think they played their hearts out. I really do. I think that because we didn't score points, you know, it the morale kind of got to them. But for them to hold Pittsburgh and that veteran quarterback, I mean, that's pretty impressive. I mean, I don't know what the stats were, but it was 10 to zero. And um, I mean, I don't think they scored 14 points until the second quarter, right? Um. They scored right. 27 in the second quarter. Yeah. It, right. Yeah. What did they score in the first quarter? <laughs> it was it was the second quarter that we were down batting again. Right. But what they do in the first quarter, that's what I'm saying. Uh, first, they came out in the first quarter. Yeah, first, first quarter was a shutout. They started right. three exactly. straight three outs on defense. So if we scored, the defense, I think, would have would have um, been off, you know, would have uh, lived off of the offense, you know. They would have played. I think the defense did really well, and then at the end, they just didn't have a much gas because we were our offense is so fast, and our defense just can't keep up. You saw Barron that was um, injured or couldn't get out there, so it's not the defense's fault, you know. So, but that's my takeaway. So here's what I saw that I liked. Tennessee's number one running back was out. Tennessee's number two running back was out at halftime. Tennessee's number three running back played every half of the second, every snap of the second half. We had 13 penalties for 134 penalty yards. We lost the turnover battle 0 to 1. We turned it over on downs and we overshot four home run balls and we still kept it to a one score game. Yeah. So. I agree. I think the team showed a lot of fight. Uh, they had a lot of adversity against them. Uh, going back to what Maddie said, kind of with the fight, it's been a long time since you've seen a team show that much fight. I think last year's team or any, probably any team under Jeremy Pruitt probably loses this game by four touchdowns. Um, we didn't come out ahead, but this game really gave me the feels of like uh, the Georgia Tech and Atlanta game where we pulled it out in overtime 42-41. Um, if we score on that last drive when Hooker throws that interception and go into overtime 41-41, um, could be just as just as big of a win. But um, that being said, you know, 2017, we also finished four and eight. So I don't know if that's really a good year to go back to. Um, I like what Brent said, bringing up our wide receivers being open. I kind of feel like our wide receiver core is kind of like our Corvette, but our quarterbacks won't give us the keys to it. Um, so, your analogy. Let's uh, let's hit the Denton likes. Let's go same order, starting with Leland. All right, this is about to be a shit show. Um, <laughs> I might take up fifty-seven minutes on this. All right, I'm not going. I'm not going to sugarcoat. We shit the bed. Hopple shit the bed. Um. You, I said it before the game that this was a pretty vital uh, game when it comes to his resume and his uh, tenure here. I know it's the second game. I don't want to hear all that. Um, Kiffin shit the bed here. Um, he cost us UCLA. Um, Dooley, Dooley and, uh, and Butch, I think one of them had Oregon, which I'm not going to put that much too much emphasis on that one. I can't remember the other one. Anyway. I said before the game, this was a vital, vital, winnable game. It's not Oklahoma. It's it wasn't Alabama. It's not Ohio State. It was Pitt. Um, 
we were it makes it even worse that though we were spotted 10 points um, and we were at home so we were given given a good start um, I don't understand how a D1 divisional QB SEC played in big games before he cannot hit the broadside of a barn my grandmother and she's dead I think could hit those receivers in her grave down the sideline. And I, I, I just don't understand how – I watched the replay of the game. I, I watched the replay of the – I watched the replay today at work, and there was literally five or six passes that he overthrew in two drives. Now, granted the hopple, he got the guys open. The guys yeah. were open. So, that's – I'm going to take that. So if he's scheming wise to get these guys open, we have got to have somebody to hit these. Those are big plays that could have changed the game. We could have went up 17 at the worst. Um, we could have we could have been up 21 at the best. Um, penalties. I, I ju- we just talked about in the last podcast how uh, the Bowling Green game was so well coached, no penalties. And don't get me wrong, the the refs were a shit show themselves. So it's it's going to be 50 50 on the on the shitty refs and our player discipline. Uh, the refs, Ray Charles, I tweeted this earlier, or I tweeted this during the game. Ray Charles could have called a better game uh, <laughs> from his house, and uh, it, it, we got screwed on a bunch of stuff. Um, I, I, I still don't understand, and I'm not a big shot. I'm not a big under center guy. Like I know when Butch was here, we all complained. Why is he? Why is he in the shotgun on the goal line? I'm not a big component. You have to be under center, but it, when it doesn't work, you look like an idiot. Now there's a difference between a short one yard and a long one yard. Okay, that play the other day was a short one yard. Get up to the line and go QB sneak. Okay. I can understand if it was a long one yard and you want to still run shotgun and hand it to the QB and all that. But that that's that's high school stuff. And that's that's what Butch Jones did. Stuff just stuff like that. And so that's a negative on Hopple. Uh defense. I, I didn't even realize they scored 27 until five minutes ago in the second quarter. I didn't realize it was that much. Who the hell gives up 27 points in, in one quarter? That's unheard of. I don't even I can't even remember how they scored 27. It was it was the um, it was the second quarter oh, last week that got us too. Yeah, so so it looks like he has good starts. Field position and fumbles. And then he and I told my buddy at the game, I said they're eventually going to flip field position on us if we don't punch the ball in, and they did. Um, couple bad calls. Someone tweeted this the other day, and I can't remember during the game. Y'all will have to correct me. Was there a, the 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 play where we had the fourth and one? And the third one or whatever did someone said Hopple didn't challenge it, but I thought they reviewed it. They did. Um, they, they, they did review it twice. They reviewed it twice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Someone, Ready to show said, the board. someone said that um, was complaining about Hopple not challenging that play, but I could have swore it got it got reviewed. Yeah. Got um, by, by rule, you can't challenge an already officiated reviewed play, so that that's just an irrelevant comment. Probably balls picks. Yeah. There, thank you. There's a couple – I'm going to switch gears a little bit from the game and focus on the quarterbacks for a minute. Uh, some of the Knoxville media, and I'm kind of sick of their shit, um, they they act like we're rolling out Peyton out there. Like we can't question the, the first and second yeah. quarterbacks. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I'm so sick of hearing that we can't question why a four-star QB is not on the field or getting playing time when the other two guys aren't established. Amen. There was a there was a reason why two other schools gave up on these guys. Okay, so th- it's a travesty that Harrison Bailey has not at least gotten a drive or two. And I'm not a, I'm not a Bailey believer. I don't know if he has anything. And and actually Hooker, I liked him better than Milton to this point. Mm-hmm. I know I know Hooker had the pick towards the end of the game. The QB or the linebacker was hiding. I'm, I'm not going to put too much emphasis on that pick. That was a bad – it was a bad – it was just a good play by the linebacker, basically. Um, but I'm, I'm sick of these people acting like we're rolling out Peyton, one, 
and and freaking Andy Kelly too, and we can't yeah. question why this guy's third string. I just don't understand it. Don't understand it. But um, someone else can go ahead. But that's just my thoughts on that. Okay, fair enough. Um, my biggest my biggest downside from the game, I would say, pretty obvious. Um, the glaring issue at quarterback. Um. Going into the season, I thought Milton was going to be the guy. I heard all this hype. I saw all these videos that the football team posted on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. He looked good, but you got to think those are edited videos. Mm -hmm. Everyone that is out here that is saying Harrison Bailey should start the next game, slow yourself down. Because most of y'all are throwing out the stats that he put up in the orange and white game that is what? Orchestrated. It's almost like a picture or a recruiting type video. We don't know what he can do. And when he did get in last year, it was always in garbage time. I mean, maybe he's the guy. Maybe he's not. Personally, I don't think any of the three quarterbacks on our roster are the guy. And, I mean, that's that. But one thing that has got to change is if Milton is coming in and these receivers are getting 10, 15 yards of separation and you can't hit them wide open, you don't need to be playing. I mean, straight up, it, it doesn't matter how talented you are or how high your ceiling could be. If you can't hit an open receiver with that much distance between him and the next defender, you should not be playing. So I, I'm very high on the hooker train right now. I'm saying start him, see how it goes. Next week is a good week to experience. Well, technically this week. Against Tech is a good week to experience. I want to see some Harrison Bailey. I know Joe's probably going to be out. But I want to see Harrison play. And who knows, if things go bad, he could come in in Florida. You never know. So I'm going to go with quarterbacks. And I'll also say our offense not getting, like not sustaining long drives, that was also a pretty big negative. Was not a fan of that. That's why our defense gave up points because they got gassed. You have to sustain drives in order to keep a fresh defense. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll go to Brent. Brad, you said Brett, didn't you? Yep. What? You broke. Yeah. Come on, Brad. Oh, Brad. I thought you said Brett, man. My bad. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brad's third, yeah. Hey, you cut your accent, man. <laughs> hey, I'm going to go off of her. Um, especially, I mean, Milton, he was the, you know, the Josh Dobbs, the 6'5", the Cam Newton, the 2.0 Cam Newton, you know, this guy coming from Michigan. Um you know, what is it, the Big 12, Big 10. I mean, he was the one that, you know, was the Messiah, basically. You know, and as Vols fans, we're just excited. You know, we we got that Cam Newton. We, we're ready. We got that arm. He's ready. We're going to score 40 points a game. And we didn't do it. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm disappointed from the first game, Bowling Green, because we should have blew them out by 40 points. I don't want to hear the excuses that they had seniors. I don't want to hear the excuses that we were a first-year coach. This is the first-year quarterback. It's ridiculous. I mean, you go through spring practice. I mean, he only had a few. Um, but if he was an orange or white, he probably would have played better. But still, like, this guy is, what, a four-star quarterback, um, one of the popular quarterbacks, and when he gets transferred to us. And, yeah, I mean, he cannot hit – a 30-yard bomb or 40 yards. And, I mean, he's great giving the ball to receivers and then they make plays. Um, but, I mean, that's my negative. I mean, I, I told myself I'm going to give him another game, Pittsburgh, and we should have won that game. But he got hurt. But even before he got hurt, he could not hit the receivers. And the fans were livid. I was livid. Um, and then he got hurt. Then Hooker came in, and this is what's positive. Hooker came in. He did fumble. Um, but after that, he gave a spark to the offense. And I really like that. You know, I'm a Bailey believer. But Hooker came in, gave a spark to the offense, gave a spark to all the fans, um, and then came down and he threw uh, 
his first touchdown, I believe, to uh, Callaway. But before that, he passed it to Tillman. Tillman made a guy miss, and you could tell the excitement, the, the stuff on the sidelines. You could tell the guys were ready to make a play for this team. Uh-huh. Um, then he gave the ball to Callaway, and the Callaway had about, what, a 45-yard touchdown. I mean, that guy is special. I heard from the coaches, from everybody, that Callaway is our best receiver. Um, you could see that after that play. After that, Hooker got a touchdown. Um, I'm not sure what happened after that. But then he threw to um, our, our tight end, Warren, and I believe that was an RPO. Um, I like that play. I do. But the negativity on that play is I've seen it before. Uh, Bowling Green game and this game, you can see it. Uh, Heupel, his offense is a little predictable if you really look at it. Um, I think SEC defenses and coordinators are going to eat that up. Uh, I'm not sure if Heupel is going to uh, go beyond those plays or not. Um, But it looks like his offense is fast-paced, a little bit of running, um, a lot of screens and a lot of quick passes, then a lot of deep passes. Um, but like I said, Hooker, he came in and he played and he had that fumble. But after that, he played really well and brought the team back to almost winning the game or tying the game. Uh, that interception at the end, I knew he was about to throw it. Um, I guess he's he just, you know, he's young uh, in this offense, obviously. Um, but that corner, I believe it's a corner of safety. He, he, uh, baited him really well and we saw it going, but, uh, that's my positive and my negative. Um, okay. So basically last talked about some things that would really start to give us red flags if we saw. And one of my main things was penalties. And we had 134 yards in penalties. The other thing is that one of our penalties got a touchdown called back. Um, if that wouldn't have been called back, I believe it was a block in the back. Um, if that happened, we would have already been tied. And then I also agree with the quarterback situation. I was a huge believer in Milton in the beginning. But after watching it, in person and then going back and watching it again, it's so clear that he's just not the guy. Um, I don't know. I think Hooker is an improvement. One thing that I worry about if uh, they try to throw Milton back in is our receivers getting fed up uh, with open and just never getting the ball. I could see uh, the major chemistry issues um, with that. I, I think Hooker should be the guy. Um, let's see. Other thing, I guess, increase, which we talked about. Um, but yeah, everyone pretty much summed it up already. <laughs> it wasn't like the greatest uh, performance by any means. So many missed opportunities. Um, I mean, my God. <laughs> Touchdowns. We probably, I mean, at least four touchdowns we missed. Oh, yeah. I mean, easily just rewatching. Um, really, one thing that I do want to touch on, I don't know if Harrison Bailey necessarily fits what Heupel's looking for in his offensive scheme. That doesn't mean that he shouldn't get a chance. Um you know, I feel like they could get more creative if Harrison Bailey has an arm and is able to target these receivers and get the ball there. Maybe they can, you know, run some different plays, shuffle quarterbacks some to mm-hmm. get the ball to these receivers and actually make them happy and feel like they're really getting their touches because um, we have some huge talent at wide receiver. So I, know, I feel like they could be more creative with that. But at the same time, I see why they want versatility and mobility after back. I feel like that's a really big thing that we need right now when we aren't that deep on our roster. So I don't know if they're just holding him back because he's not that mobile in the pocket. Um, but I do think he deserves to see the field. Uh, let's see. I think that's pretty much it. I guess I agree with 
pretty much everything everyone else has said. Okay. If you're driving to work right now with your kid in the car, turn the volume down. <laughs> it has been since 2016 since we've had a fucking quarterback that we're not scared to like see on the field. It's Bingo. been five fucking years since we've had Josh Dobbs here. We still can't develop a quarterback. Our offense still looks like shit. Even though we have an offensive mind at Josh Heupel, who's this offensive guru and this former Heisman runner-up, he made Drew Locke. I understand it's going to take time, but I'm so sick and fucking tired of waiting. I wait every damn year for us to rebuild or be back or it feels like 98. Joe <laughs> Milton's not the damn answer. He's not going to be the answer. He's only the answer if you're trying to fail. He is C. He is not A. He is not fucking B. Hell, I'll put that Spencer Smith walk-on kid in before I trot his big ass out on the damn field again. He can't hit the broad side of a barn like Leland said. Hendon Hooker is just as good a runner, if not better, than Joe Milton. Oh, he's better. Harrison Bailey is the best passer on the field, on the team. I don't, I don't know why people – I'm with Leland. I don't know why we're so insane for us asking about Harrison Bailey. Exactly. People, people telling us that Hendon Hooker and Joe Milton deserve their shot. What the hell have they done to deserve their shot? They've not even been here for a full year. They mm -hmm. got, Hooker got here, what, in January, and then Milton committed in the middle of the summer, somewhere around there. So Milton's yep. not even been here long enough to even call himself a VFL. Hooker has been here for about as long as I was away at basic training, and I'm back now. So, I mean, that clearly wasn't that fucking long. <laughs> Bailey is the only one who has any sustainability in this town. And we all, right as of right now, don't hate Bailey. We all kind of don't like Joe Milton. I'm going to say I hate Joe Milton. I'm sick of his shit. It took – you cannot – I mean, God – Hypo literally handed him a silver platter and said, here, have a Heisman season. And he said, fuck that shit. I'm going to overthrow my <laughs> 45 fucking yards because I can. Like, it's great that you can sling it 70 yards flat-footed. That's awesome. High five. You're great. But if you're – it doesn't give a fucking – like, it doesn't matter. If we're in the red zone and you can't hit a receiver 20 yards down the field because you feel like showing off your arm strength and you're trying to hit my fucking car in the parking lot, it doesn't – like, it doesn't – it just – it's so frustrating being a Tennessee fan. I'm going to stop my rant before I start saying things that might get me kicked off podcasting for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's all yours. Uh, Paul, you just need to shut up and cheer, okay? Wait, who said that? Uh, you need to shut up and cheer, okay? And shut up and cheer. Wes Rucker. I'm going to text a buddy. Okay. All right. So, uh, Leland, um, you talked about Tennessee shit in the bed, man. That's just a tradition of ours. It's like checker kneeling. It's newer, but we got to get used to it. This is what we do. Um, <laughs> man, like, I think it feels like 08 now after that loss. Um, I got stats right now, which Mo and a few others mentioned about the penalties and all that. Uh, I don't know how accurate this is. I, I've heard this today, but it's, they said besides uh, Milton's run, we only had 33 yards from rushing from the running back. And I think that goes to the O-line. And God knows I love being negative. Like Jeremy Pruitt loves being a dumbass and loves JG. But our O-line gave up backs. I, I'm not even going to kick the dead horse with the quarterback play. I mean, I'm just used to shitty quarterback play. It's just – it's University yeah. of Tennessee. We sold our soul for Peyton Manning, I guess. But yeah. the O-line is just god-awful. And then you know, somebody mentioned it, the goal line, the shotgun. It was Leland. Yeah. That is a huge red flag for me. You know, Butch Jones did it, and God knows we hate Butch Jones, even though he's given us only good memories for the last decade and a half. But I didn't like that, that's for sure. Um, Jalen Hyatt, where the hell are you? Uh, um, I mean, you're about as present as Leland's late grandfather, he mentioned. I mean, just not there. It's absolutely <laughs> right. Yep. You're right. Uh, and, and, you know, no offense to you, Leland, but, you know, I, I kind of felt like I agreed with you because my great-grandfather, he actually had Parkinson's, and I fig figured he would be more accurate on those deep throws than Milton. <laughs> you know, I, I was really worried about Milton, though, with all the height, because God knows we've we've seen height with Jonathan Kongbo, Dontavious Blair, um, JG, he was number one dual threat quarterback, and the threat to fumble and threat to throw a pick six. That was the only dual threat he showed. <laughs> I mean, 
Um, and here's a stat. I'm going to end with this because I could just, I love being negative. I, not, it's not necessarily I love being negative. It's just a learned behavior. It's just what I've been shown with Tennessee football. But this is a very interesting stat, and maybe we can get to this next segment. But besides the last drive where Pitt ran the clock out, Pitt's offense either went three and out or they scored. And I think that's got to do with our defense just god-awful time. Just like I'm tired of watching this crap of quarterback play. But on to you, Brent. All right, sorry about that. Took me a while to find the unmute button there. Uh, yeah, it's what I don't like. I don't like ACC refs coming down and, and then uh, all this money in college football. And I heard Doc Punch said that uh, we only had one angle view. It's from the opposite sideline. We didn't have a camera on that side of the field that would have clearly showed that was a first down. How come we got billion-dollar industry and some games you have every camera angle known to man, but this one you don't have both sidelines covered? That's unacceptable in my I, opinion. I heard today that we were a victim of budget cuts, that we didn't have the camera angles like some of the bigger games because ESPN's just made budget cuts. I'll go sit on the side. Yeah, they made budget cuts, play. and they only do that on the 7 o'clock game <laughs> in every single Bama game. Just so something can happen. Hey, we got a penalty, what? For somebody removing their helmet after we scored, and it never was shown. And Cody there, big old Cody that blocked at Alabama, it was immediately off. But yet, they can't. Oh, come on now. Don't even start. Don't even start. Okay, now. But, you know, of course, the penalties, we got to cut down on that. And some of them are not penalties, man. You got to play football. You got these little running backs and wide receivers. They they uh, spin on you. They, they slide this way and that way. Hey, they're not down until you throw them down. Let them throw them down. Then they'll know not to come that way again. <laughs> hey, we're playing football. It's tackle football. It ain't good yes, head cuts. And uh, but yeah, that's a game that we. Let slide by, but we showed what we're able to put on the field. And mm -hmm. uh, I think we'll get better and, uh, you know, just be patient and uh, go Vols. We've been told to be patient for 20 years. Yeah, I'm, I'm over being patient. <laughs> I'm, being patient. I'm done. I'm done. I just want to say I'm 21, legally allowed to drink, and I've never seen us win the SEC East that I can remember. We may have won yeah. it in 2007. Oh, we lost to LSU to bullshit call. I, I wasn't old enough to even really give a shit about Tennessee football yet, but. I'm old enough where I'm about to where I don't give a shit about Tennessee football. All right, just to feed off what everybody else had to say, um, which I didn't think I had that many negative things until other people started talking. Um, so I agree with the, the refs were horrible, um, especially that first down call down there towards the goal line. Um, I know it was brought up. That got reviewed like twice. I don't see how that, I mean, you would, I would have to be there like right over the plate for me to have any angle that says that wasn't a first down. Um, also with the refs, what, like Brent was saying, um, I don't, I don't get some of these weak-ass calls. Um, if, if you don't want somebody getting body slammed on the field, blow the whistle. Like, if you see that's about to happen, blow the whistle. Uh, I don't – I think that should be, like, going back to, like, all the money in football, we can't get more cameras, we can't pay these refs enough to hold them accountable, to say – pull them aside and say, you know, hey, if you don't start blowing that whistle sooner – we're going to dock your pay. Like, go back and show them. Be like, you should have blown the whistle here. You should have blown the whistle here. And I guess where that gets itchy is it's like, who tells them that? Who tells them, hey, you should have blew the whistle sooner? And kind of like Brent said, I, I, and I'm going to look into this more, but I didn't know, like, ACC officials could official. Uh, I thought if it was two different conference, conferences playing, it had to be a third party conference officiating. I never, I didn't realize that. Um, 
So that's my thing with the rest. Um, so I don't, I don't want this to get twisted. I'm not happy Joe Milton got hurt. That's why I have this listed as a as a not good thing. But I'm upset that it took him getting hurt for us to see somebody else. Uh, Amen. I feel like, you know, by this point, it should be clear. Um, if he hasn't picked it up, he's not going to. And, you know, he might make me eat my words. I hope he does. But to go along with that, Joe Milton has played almost a game and a half for us. And if you go and look at our stats page, Hendon Hooker is our leading passer. That's that's not okay. Joe Milton had a game against Bowling Green where he, he should have padded his stats for, for 300 passing yards. And our current passing leader is Hendon Hooker with 189 yards that he got in half a game against Pittsburgh. That's not okay. Um, and that right there should be enough to say, okay, let's, let's sit Milton. Let's give him a wake up call, but no, it takes him getting hurt. Um, here's, here's something I want us to kind of go into a discussion about, cause I'm going to say this and it might sound dumb the way I'm going to put it out there. It's, it's not like a one game thing. It's like, it's like a, a more of a deeper thing. Does it bother you that Joe, or I mean, Josh Heupel, put all of his eggs in the Joe Milton basket. If Jeremy Pruitt doesn't bring in Hendon Hooker last December or January and Brian Maurer transfers out, you lose Salter, we would be we would be currently sitting with only Bailey and Hooker. I mean Bailey and Milton. What I mean what this guy's supposed to be some big quarterback evaluator he brings in Joe Milton. He puts all of his eggs in that basket. And if Jeremy Pruitt doesn't bring in Hendon Hooker back last December or January, where are we sitting right now? Yeah. What, are guys, what are your guys' thoughts on that? So I'm going to, uh, as, as negative as I was in, my, in our negative six, uh, segment, um, I'm going to some, bring some stuff to the table here. So Garantano, okay. What was what was the thing about Garantano? Garantano, we always thought that we he had a certain ceiling, and he could never get past that ceiling, right? And yeah. we would always wait, or let me let me rephrase. Pruitt would always wait, and he always thought that he could elevate that ceiling. We knew better. We knew that. It always seemed like when Garantano started a game, he would only score 24 points, 20 points a game, right? We never see Garantano score 40 yeah. points a game, right? So, Milton, mm -hmm. let's take Milton, for instance, right? We go back to all the tools, okay? He has everything that you could ever want, right? So, if, if what I'm trying to say is the deep balls, you would think, is not something physically that's stopping him from hitting those deep routes. That might be a mental thing, right? So it might be fixable, okay? Mm. If he if he couldn't throw it 70 yards um, and he had a weak arm like a like a Rick Clawson or something, he couldn't get the ball down the field, that's a physical, okay? Rick Clawson's better. <laughs> so I think in Hopple's <laughs> mind, he's like, this dude has everything imaginable to be NFL NFL ready, basically. What if I can get him to the point where he's hitting some of these targets? And um, so he's only started a game and a half. Yes, the stats are not great, but I want to bring some positivity to this. If we're going to Florida, um, I, I don't know if I trust Hooker. I mean, he put on a good game, but it was against Pitt. Do you trust, do you trust a former Virginia Tech down in the swamp, or would you take a guy who's 6'5", can maybe do more with his legs, read option, hit some hit some stuff down? The, we His mid-range game, there's been no issue with Milton's mid-range game. He hasn't, he hasn't turned the ball over. He hasn't, um, he hasn't made stupid mistakes. His only issue is the deep ball. What if the deep ball is fixable? That's all I'm trying to say. I'm not saying – Let's give up on him, and I'm not saying, and I'm not, and I'm all, and I'm not saying let's not try somebody else out. I'm in the middle. 
I, I want to see more from both sides. I want to see more from Hooker. I want to see Bailey with more snaps. And I want to see Milton hit some of these targets. I don't think – I'm not ready to give up on him is what I'm basically trying to say. But I, I think the whole competition should be open. That's all I'm saying. All right. So, going off of that, uh, let's, let's go around the room, same lineup, and – Everybody gives something they want to see against Tennessee Tech. I know it's not a big game. Um, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and hit these points. Tennessee Tech sucks. They're 0 and 2. They lost to Stanford 52 to 14. They lost to Furman 26 to nothing. They played two quarterbacks that are combined 31 of 67 for 250 yards, one touchdown, four interceptions through two games. Their running backs have combined for 40 attempts, 150 yards, and a touchdown. So. Two games, two shutouts. No, well, not shutouts, but blowouts. Um, no reason Tennessee should struggle in this game at all. So we're not going to do a big preview, whatever. But I mean, this should be a figure it out game. So what's something you want us to figure out this weekend? Back to Leland. Uh, so before the Bowling Green game, I mentioned how I see some of these teams around the country. Auburn scored 60 in their opener. I was really wanting to see something like that against Bowling Green. Um, let, let's see a complete game, a complete ass beating. Let's – I can't remember the last time we put 60 or 55 or 50 on a, on a team. It's been a long time. Let's see up and down the field. Let's see defense creating turnovers. Um, let's, let's get out with a, with a 57 to 3 win. That's all, that's all I ask. I think we're due for one of those. I mean, is that too much to ask? I mean, Tennessee Tech, we're not asking to go, you know, win the Natty or something. You know, let's let's just give me a, a good old-fashioned ass beat. Quarterback play, solid. Uh, let's see all three guys. I don't care how you want to split up the reps. Um, I, I do want to see all three guys, period. I don't – no, no, no more keeping uh, Bailey on the sideline. Let's give them all three reps. I agree. Um, the biggest thing I want to see is I want to see our offense sustain a drive. That's worth something, not somewhere where we go and get a first down twice or three times and then they're off the field and then the defense gets gassed. I want to see our offense consistently dominate a drive. Um Going off of what you said, if Milton is healthy and ready to go, I, too, want to see all three quarterbacks. If he's not, give me Hooker the first half, and hopefully by then we're blowing them out, and then give me Bailey for the second and kind of go off that and see what happens. I want to see somebody hit a deep ball. That's the biggest thing. <laughs> Anybody, I don't care. Um, and also, like Leland said, I want to see the defense create some term turnovers. Um, this is the best weekend to do that. A very weak opponent, you should be able to create them pretty easily. Then again, I'm not the person back there playing. But you, with a lower tier opponent like this, you should be able to get at least a couple in four quarters. So we'll see what happens. But... Definitely need to correct the deep ball and give me give me some solid offensive drives so my defense isn't just sucking eggs by second quarter. All right, on to Brad. All right. Um I just wrote some stats down uh while we had a break. Um rushing yards, we had Jabari Small and I like him but he's a small back um, and he'll be all right, you know, for maybe some screens and some plays, but he was eight rushes of 18 yards. And I didn't even know that that's bad. Maybe he had one touchdown, but that's, that's bad. He needs he to only, be better this game. Huh? He, only he only played one half. Yeah, he did get hurt. You're right. But then you go to uh, right and I'm trying to think what he had. It was, it was bad, too. Um, I don't know, 12 rushes for 43 yards maybe. or No, it was really bad. But anyway, um, so I want to see the rush. Hopefully, Evans, I think he's a bigger back. I think he's the SEC back. I liked what he did against Bowling Green. Um, it sucked that he did not play against Pittsburgh because I think we, we – I think we could have won against Pittsburgh because we could run the ball. 
we did not run the ball at all against them, and we couldn't. Um, I think Evans could have done that. Um, I want to see the uh, running backs do good. Obviously, the quarterbacks. Um, I don't think Milton's going to be playing. I think he's hurt. Um, so I want to see Hooker and see that offense and see if he learned from his mistakes um, that he's not going to fumble. He's going to hold on to the ball. He's not going to throw those interceptions. I know it's Tennessee Tech, but we can't take away from him because, you know, we're Tennessee. <laughs> but anyways, um, I also want to see Young. Um, I heard that he's going to be playing this um, this game, and uh, I don't know, he's a four or three-star uh, defensive end. And him and Barron are going to, I think, make the defense a lot better. Uh, when Barron was out this game, um, it was bad. Uh, their quarterback had all the time in the world. Um, I'm not sure if Barron was hurt or something. But anyway, I want to see them get sacks. Um, and the defense, um, I just, you know, they, they need to play better. Um, even if it's high, high pass, uh, um, even if the offense, you know, they go three and out or whatever, um, the defense got to step up. That's it. All right. Um, I One thing for sure, I want to see way less penalties. That's just absolutely unacceptable. That's horrifying. Um, never want to see that many penalties again. Even if Milton was healthy, I want to see Hooker start regardless. I think he deserves a start. Um, and I want to see Harrison Bailey come in. I want to see the defense um, not allow any touchdowns. It's Tennessee Tech. I think that is not too much to ask in the slightest. Um, no more injuries. And I definitely want to see the deep ball. Like I said, I want to see Hooker get in there. I want to see them do some sustained offensive drives, um, kind of play with the tempo a little bit. I feel like as some people have touched on throughout the entire podcast, I feel like the tempo is kind of messing with everyone on the field because if the offense just goes so fast all the time and then we don't even get a score out of it or we're overthrowing all these balls, the defense just has to come right back out there every time and try to make an answer. When the offense, if they're going to play that fast, they better score just about every time if they're going to play that fast because the defense does not get a break. So I think it would be worthwhile for them to play with the tempo on offense and see how that works out. And I would like, I am curious to see how if slash when Bailey gets in, how the tempo of the offense changes. Um, Cause that'd be nice to see moving forward into the Florida week um, and the rest of the extremely hard games we have coming it would be nice to see how his presence affects the tempo of the offense. So I would like, and his chemistry with the players, you know, we don't know why he's third string, but I would love to see what he has to offer. Um, and then, yeah. Oh, and I just want the special teams to stay on their game. Like I commented on them earlier. I thought they were the best players on the field. And I don't want that to change because in big games, they can make a huge difference. If they're downing the ball, like on the one or making big plays, that can come up to be huge. And it's also a huge momentum changer. So I just want them to continue on that path because um, I think they're doing awesome. And other than that, obviously, I expect like a huge blowout. Even I know it's Tennessee and I know we're playing Tennessee Tech, but I mean, I thought like we kicked their ass and don't have to worry about it. That's all I got to say for this upcoming week. You know, here is my spiel about the Tennessee Tech game. As a coaching staff right now, Heupel needs to figure out who he wants to play against Florida. Because regardless of how many games we have coming up this is the last game we have until South Alabama that we have a guaranteed win I mean we I can go out there and play quarterback against Tennessee Tech and hand the ball off and we would win the game like this is not a good Tennessee Tech team this isn't like Bowling Green who kind of has some flair too and we don't know what Bowling Green had 
this no, this Tennessee this Tennessee Tech team is ass. Like we all know that. I could go play quarterback and we win. But if you're Josh Heupel, you have to know who is who's who's starting against Florida. Whether that's Hooker, whether you're going back with Milton, or whether you're going to try Bailey. I don't think Bailey's even an option in Josh Heupel's eyes for some reason. I just don't get that vibe. He has a very with it's going to be this guy and this guy or and definitely not this guy. That's just how I get. But I think Hooker has to get the start in this game. And I because I think I personally think Hooker's going to play against Florida because we have something with Hooker that we just don't have with Milton. And that's the ability to make plays and extend plays that we've not seen Milton really do. He's done it a little bit. But when it comes to hitting the deep ball, that's what Hypo likes. Like you've seen it at UCF. He likes running and he likes taking shots. If you can't hit those shots, that is half of the offense that Hypo wants to run, completely negated from the playbook. And I don't, I'm tired of working a playbook around a quarterback because a quarterback can't execute the playbook. We have to get a quarterback to come in. If we're going to have any shot against Florida, we have to have a quarterback come in and actually have some freaking confidence. We – we don't look confident on offense when our quarterback is missing receivers by 30 yards or underthrowing receivers or throwing interceptions or just looking like shit. But as far as uh, Maddie and Leland saying, do you want to see three quarterbacks play? I would only want to see two. I want to see uh, Hooker come out and start, play the whole first half, and then throw Bailey in and garbage time because it should be garbage time the whole second half. And then I think Milton needs to sit back and watch the team play. Because we saw in 2019 when JG, I don't, I hate comparing JG to anything good, but we saw what happened when JG watched like four games on the bench. He came in and got us to a bowl game. Credit to our defense, they did kind of figure it out at the end of the 2019. But for the most part, JG was the reason we made it to a bowl game in 2019. As much as I hate to give the kid credit, but we have to figure out what we want to look like for the rest of the year in this game. Because like I said. Other than South Carolina at home, I wouldn't call that a guaranteed win. I think we should win because, you know, we're at home. It's, we're, we're better than South Carolina, but we're Tennessee. We, we'll find a way to lose that game if we want to. So this game honestly has just as much impact on the rest of the season, in my opinion. So this game has to be a figure-it-out game for sure, like Bandit said. All right, I've got five things I've got written down. First things I want to see defensive turnovers because God knows if we're going to, it's not, I mean, I don't see it happening, but if we're going to beat Florida, we've got to have turnovers. We've got to do something I haven't seen all year. Um, less penalties, God knows. Uh, with Hopple's offense, you look at UCF, he's one of the more high, highly penalized teams. I don't know if that, that's because they're in a hurry and they're not uh, thinking about being careful or what it is. I need to see less penalties. Uh, number three, where the hell is it? Okay, Hyatt, where the hell are you, man? You know, your dad talks you up on Twitter, and you've got, you've got what it takes. I mean, you burnt Alabama's DBs last year, you know, the most highly paid DBs in college football. I want to see you, man. Catch the damn ball. Uh, I want to see it. Uh, number four, I want to see D Beckwith and Lenneth Whitehead. You know, you're talking about like a four-star. You're referring to Milton. Yeah, Milton. I, those are four-stars, and they've done nothing. I don't know if they've seen the field. Number five, I don't want to see a partial ass-whipping, okay? With Bowling Green, we saw mm -hmm. one get whipped. I want to see both ass cheats get whipped. And I'm so sick of second-quarter letdown. Let's whoop ass for four quarters and establish who our quarterback is. Mm -hmm. Um I, I don't care if the quarterback is Bailey, Hooker, Milton. I don't care if it's the kicker. As long as it's somebody that can complete <laughs> and it's not JG, that's all I care about. So I most importantly, a complete ass whipping because I've seen a complete ass whipping when we get it. Let's do it to somebody else. Even if it is Tennessee Tech, let's just give it out and establish who our quarterback's going to be. And that's all I got. Yeah, I think first and foremost, let's come out of the game healthy. And, uh, you know, if we got some guys that's nursing energy, they don't need to be playing in this game. Let's save it. Uh, but I do agree. Uh, we do need to create turnovers. Be nice to see a couple of pick sixes. or, But uh, be nice to see uh, Theo do some more punt returns. He's got some uh, legit speed. 
and uh, man, he's he's been playing great. Uh, he's everywhere on defense. Uh, Velos Jones is doing great on kick returns. So I'd like to continue to see that. Uh, excited to see Evans back at running back. Uh, you know, it just goes to show how quickly everything can change. We sure could have used T. Hodge there uh, Saturday, I believe. Uh, you know, you know, he was buried on the depth chart, and just like that, you know, you lose one uh, running back, uh, Evans, out for the game, and then uh, Small, Smalls gets hurt on the last play of the first half, uh, you know, and so, again, patience and be ready when it's your time. Step in. And uh, the biggest thing, I, I can't wait to see Byron Young. Uh, excited about that. And, and uh, yeah, Tyler's been playing great as well, Ty Tyler Barron. And I uh, want to see a little bit more out of Roman Harrison, too. Uh, so go balls. Let's get them. All right. I got first and foremost, um, well, a lot of this has already been hit on, but the, the big one's D-Beck with. Man, I don't know why that guy hasn't seen the field. That's a guy that I thought we would see a wide receiver, tight end, running back. I thought he would be all over this offense. And uh, two games in, he hasn't seen the field. That dude is a huge, absolute mammoth of a back. Um, something I want to come away from this Tennessee Tech game is, is knowing exactly what Josh Heupel does want in uh, a quarterback. Because I'm telling you, you can go to you can go and and talk about this Josh Heupel offense to anybody, and if if you say you want a quarterback that throws the ball, they're going to say, "Oh, Josh Heupel runs the ball." And if if you talk about a quarterback that runs the ball, they're going to say, "Well, you know, Josh Heupel had Drew Locke at uh, Missouri, and he likes to throw the ball." Josh Josh Heupel does what Josh Heupel does. The, Josh Heupel has run so many different offenses. It doesn't matter if you run the ball or throw the ball. So. We need to come away from this game. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it takes. I don't know if it, if it takes Harrison Bailey throwing the ball against Tennessee Tech for 400 yards, or if it takes Hennon Hooker running the ball for 400 yards. But I, I want to know what this guy's looking for. What does it take to say, okay, you're my number one? That that's who we're sticking with. Because, like it was mentioned, after this game, you don't have any more figure it out games. This this is the figure it out game. If we're going against Florida, Georgia, and Alabama with three different quarterbacks, it's not going to be pretty. Um, Bayless Jones got brought up. If I, I think Tennessee Tech would be a good game for him to have a, a kick return, 100-yard kick return in. Um, you know, you get two or three of those in a season, that's almost a guaranteed All-American kick returner. Um, also, I want to see some interceptions. Just brought it up. Um, Tennessee Tech's quarterbacks have combined for four interceptions through two games we we haven't really had i don't think we've had an interception at all through two games um so we need we need we need an interception um uh, secondary i mean they haven't looked horrible but if there's a team we're going to get an interception about against it needs to be this saturday um also uh I'm not sure if this is SEC Network Plus that this game is going to be televised on, but whatever game it's on, when Byron Young gets his first sack in that orange uniform, I want to see that brand on the TV screen, I'll, that brand on his arm. I want to see that shit full screen. Um, you know, and I did uh, name, image, likeness, uh, Byron. If you're out there and you're watching, if we can do some kind of graphic with with ATV. Branded on your arm. I'm all for it. Um, we will pay whatever it takes. ATB, BY, let's do it. Um, that's really all I got on things I want to see. Uh, uh, I agree it needs to be a blowout. It needs to be a complete total blowout. Like, like we, need, we need to make it look like we were pissed off. We didn't score what we should have against Bowling Green. All, all the, the 20 points extra we should have scored against Bowling Green. <laughs> You need to tack that on to what you what you want to score here. We need to we need to put up 60, 70 points this weekend. Um no 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 holding back. Um so with all that being said, um we like we really don't have as much of a 
preview to give this week with the matchup. So we'll just do open discussion from here on out. If there's anything you guys haven't gotten out yet that you want to go back to, we'll go through the lineup one more time, starting with Leland. Uh, I don't have much to say. I probably won't watch that piece of shit uh, Saturday. I'm I'm going to Bristol. Um, uh, but uh, this is a warm-up to the Mighty Gators. Uh, we're going to Gainesville in a couple weeks. That's all it is, is a warm-up. Um, I'll say this. I hope Alabama kn- knocks the shit out of maybe some players. I don't, I don't know. Just wear them out. <laughs> wear them out for us. Let's wear them out. Bama, go Tide! So I'm hoping they'll they'll spread the butt cheeks and uh, and uh, beat that ass up uh, Saturday for us. So maybe we can catch them catch them off guard next week. So that's all I got. I too am hoping for that. Um, the one <laughs> player I want Alabama to just absolutely destroy is Anthony Richardson. Or Antonio, excuse me, Antonio Richardson. If you're out there, you're probably not listening to this, but if you're out there and you do happen to hear your name dropped, you're pretty freaking good, and that's why I want you to get hurt because Tennessee and backup quarterbacks against Florida are just not a good combination. Unfortunately, I will be at that game, and I'm really (laughs) hoping for good things here. So, please, if there – I've never in my life cheered for Alabama, but if there's one weekend that I will give my life for Nick Saban, this will be the weekend. Please, please hurt him. All right, guys. We got, all got. <laughs> we got five minutes left. We got five more people to go. Let's, let's knock this out. One minute a person. Brad, you're next. All right. Um. Kentucky, I just saw it on the radio, Jared, um, Jared the GM, whatever, I don't like him. But anyway, he was talking all crap about Kentucky. Um, there was another girl. She said that uh, Tennessee's going to get beat by Kentucky and we should shut up because Kentucky's this great team or whatever. But Missouri almost beat them, so I don't want to hear that crap. I think we can beat them, uh, even if he, they have a good quarterback. Florida, now they got two quarterbacks, AR, just like she said. And Emory Jones. Emory Jones is good. So, I hate to say it, but we're going to get blown out unless Hooker plays, uh, maybe Bailey or whatever, if we run, if, if we rush. But uh, this game, yeah, like like everybody said, I, I will 50 points at least. If not, then I'm going to be disappointed. Oh. Uh, touching in on some last things, like obviously I want us to – beat the brakes off of tech. I want Alabama to absolutely annihilate Florida. Um, I want them to like be crying. Um, I want us to figure out who our quarterback is. I know a lot of people may not agree with this, but if we have to design a few different special trick plays to where we're swapping quarterbacks in and out just to confuse the shit out of Florida, I'm for that. Um, I think that we could beat them if we had all our ducks in the row. We returned all of our injured players and just got our shit together and had someone who could hit the deep ball while we also had the run game. I think we could make it close. People may think I'm crazy, but whatever. Um, Especially if they lose some people in that Alabama game. I do think if we return everyone, get our shit together, figure out our starting QB, make some trick plays, whatever, I think we have a shot. Last thing, I just wanted to say, I thought it was really cool to meet almost everyone this weekend and this past weekend anyway, and uh, go Vols. All right. My spill is this. 2015, we opened the season with Bowling Green, an opponent we probably should have beat, had beat, and lost it because we shit the bed, played Tennessee Tech, and then went to Florida. This is literally the exact same thing as 2015. The only difference is the balls don't choke at the end. Final score, 45-41 Tennessee. That's your Florida score? What did you just say? (laughs) 45-41 Tennessee. Bet the house on it. Against Florida? We did not score 45 on Florida. You are crazy. 
Okay, I, I just again, I just say a complete ass beating, and I hope Florida gets treated against Alabama the way Aaron Hernandez would treat his enemy. That's all I got. Oh, uh, this God. is like a nightmare seeing all these folks in orange rooting for Alabama. That's sickening. I'm a old fart. Uh, yes, I hate Florida, but uh, you know I can't stand Alagumpia at Tuscaloosaville. They are rotten to the core. With that said, one of those teams going to lose, and that is good. Go Vols. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for joining in. Um, it's been another great show. Hopefully it didn't go too long for you guys. We tried to we tried to shorten it a little bit. I think I mean, I think we still hit right around 80 minutes. So, like I said, uh Keep a, keep a close eye on the ATV page. going to be some big things coming soon. Uh, big shout out to everybody that joined us again this weekend. Uh, some of the familiar faces, uh, Leland, Maddie, uh, Paul from Down and Dirty, DR Ball. Uh, Daniel hadn't been with us for a couple of shows, but I'm glad to see him back. Brent, always tuning in when he can. And uh, we got Brad on the show with us this week. So... Uh, Go balls. Oh, balls by 50. Got away. I am trying to meet y'all this week. Go balls, baby. See you guys. Go balls.